You are welcome to the podcast of Dominion Chapel International, the special place. We are a church that believes in pure worship, unadulterated word, and family. Be enlightened as you listen to this message. I want to talk to you about the theme for the month of February and the month of March. The same theme is what we'll be carrying through. I'm talking about something that is very familiar to you, but I'm picking it from a different angle as revealed to me by the Lord. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. We are going to be very particular if we've already started, particular about enlargement. Um, We are particular about our rising from obscurity who are in darkness shall also arise to our rising. And we need to help that one so much to enjoy ourselves. I was reading one book that I bought several years ago. And that book is talking about the Holy Spirit and you. You and the Holy Spirit. I saw some things very interesting and I began to read them from yesterday to now. I just drop it. I will continue when I'm done. And I found some intriguing things. They're very important. How many of you have the Holy Ghost in you? Let me see your hands up. Okay. Okay. How many of you are baptized in the Holy Ghost? That is, you've been submerged into the Spirit of God. He is within you and without you. Right. How many of you have ever said that Jesus is your Lord? I didn't add Savior. But that is the more popular one. Jesus is my savior. And then you swallow the lordship. And now you live your life according to how you want it. This is the bane of many Christians. That is why we've not been able to see the things that God has programmed for us to see. We want to be Lord. Yet we need a savior. So Jesus becomes our savior and not our Lord. So we are saved to live for ourselves and we do things as and how we want it. But that is not the issue. The issue is that you come to the Lord, you become his. And there's no one better than Jesus to belong to. No one. Every human being is a suspect, but he is not. He's the one who will not disappoint you. He cannot fail you. I keep on telling people, the person you go to for help, the person may want to help you indeed. The person is, may, he may want to help you, but the person is not the owner of the happiness of the day. He doesn't determine that one. Say, Come tomorrow morning, I will give you money. 
that day you never slept in the night. You wish that it was morning. So early morning you got to the person. The moment he saw you, he said, my brother, I'm, I'm so saddened. I don't know how to approach you on this matter. Yesterday night, just after you left, they called me that my mother had been rushed to the hospital. I had to go there and we spent so much money. I may not be able to help you as I promised before. You may be angry, but it's not your money. The person had the strong desire to help you, but the person was limited, just as you and I are limited. But this Christ is never limited. He is more than enough. Every time, any day, anywhere. Who else must you belong to? Who else must you depend on? This Jesus. Hmm? There's a serious argument going on around the world. And the Christians are the ones championing this one. How is Jesus going to come? And the book of Acts tells us how he's going to come. We have read it. We've talked about it, but we don't believe it. So some are saying that he will come from so and so place, he will get to Jerusalem, he will get to. How did he go away from this earth? He ascended. Everyone who was there saw him going. And the, the, the angel that came to talk to, or the men that came to talk to the disciples, he said, just as you saw him go, that is how he will come. He will come and all eyes will behold him. This is truth standing there tall and thick without controversy. But we have made theories around this one that that was not what was intended. What was intended? So now instead of having time to do the things that God sent you to do, you are looking for how he will come. What do you, what do you want? It's in rapture. They are fighting about rapture. rapture. What is rapture? Okay, who will be raptured? Believers. Who is a believer? One who has done what? Uh, Okay. So that person will be raptured. Good. Are you one of them? If you are one of them, why are you still arguing about rapture? That there will be tribulation, there will not be tribulation. There will be this, there will not be that. All you've got to do is to remain intact as a believer and a lover of Christ. The work that must be done, we are not doing it. We are arguing about things that are not necessary. My name is Isaiah. They gave me a name. They said I was born on Thursday. That's what they said. I have cross-checked. It is true. Per the date they gave me, it is Thursday. It was Thursday. And I know that it was Thursday morning around 8.30. Because they wrote it. Okay? Now, so if you come to tell me that my name is not Yao, must I fight you? Because that is me. I'm called Yah, whether you like it or not. That's not what to defend. The things I must defend 
is will be like um, somebody wants to call me Kwabna by force. That's why I must fight it because that's not my name. But I don't fight to make my name be Yao. I am. I'm a man. There's no argument about it. I'm not going to fight for it. Now listen. There are things that are primary and more important for us to do as Christians. Those are the things we hate to do. I believe by the time I'm getting out from here, in some few minutes' time, From today, forsake the things that are not your responsibility and face the ones that are your responsibility. Which pastor is from God, which one is not from God, is not your assignment. Let them grow together. When the angels will be doing the separation will come, they will know who is going and who is not going. Nobody appointed you as referee or match commissioner. A match commissioner was sitting down there and so many things happened in, this, in the course of the game. And he signed that one team had won. They said no. But he's still a match commissioner. They did not remove him. A minister chopped money. They didn't remove the minister. Pastor chopped money. They still allow him to be pastor. Listen to me, friends. We have said this one in so many places. When it is time to pray, we have some pains in the body. The desire to make excuses. When it is time to fast, we remember that we have also. When it is time to go for soul winning, we are shy. But when we are gossiping, we are not shy. These are the issues on ground that I'm talking about. Christians are busy arguing about truth. Truth are not facts. They are truth. They do, you don't argue about truth. Hmm? You don't. You go to theological school. As of all, no, I'm not, I know, no, and they are teaching you theology, and they bring human positions in thoughts, and we are talking about it, and somebody takes it personal, and is offended. Where is the truth? Truth cannot be argued about that Jesus Christ died and rose again. Even all the stones in Israel know that he came to die and he rose again. All the beds in that area, from generation to generation, they still know. There are things that you don't fight about. That you are existing can be argued out. Am I making any point at all? If someone tells you you are just existing, it's an insult. You are saying, yes, sir. That you are just existing. That's an insult. It's, it's a heavy insult. I will not go any further. I won't explain it. So I don't get on your nerves. 
The reason why you are existing is that you are not making any mark in life. You've been a Christian for 10 years. You don't have a single soul that you can say this one. The Lord helped me to bring this one into the kingdom. Not one. But you have been responsible for the apathy of about 10 or 20 believers with your attitude in church. They have gone back. Sit down. You are existing. You are not living. Hello? Am I talking about somebody? You have not brought anybody, but you have sent a few people out. We don't know what is happening to them over there, where they went to. Are they seeing the faith or they have joined Islam? You didn't think about it when you were insulting them. You are just living. You are existing. You are not living. You are not alive. You are existing. Hello? This assignment is going to begin from you. Make yourself a member of the kingdom properly before you can bring people into the kingdom. The kingdom you don't value, you will not be under any stress, any, any pressure to go and bring others. What is your testimony that people should listen to and want to also serve God? I've told you, when I go to my village, I don't preach. They preach me. They do what? They preach me. My schoolmates, no manner of people, when they hear that this man is now a pastor, they say it is not possible. Thank God that they are not the ones who made it possible. It is not possible. He cannot be. This fellow cannot be. A friend said, if they told me that you are born again, I may accept it. But that you are a pastor, never. You think God is a fool to make somebody like you a pastor. I said, I don't know what I should say to you. Then God made a mistake in your own account. Your problem is that you don't know what it means to be born again. How many of you have brought a soul to Christ? In fact, let me say last year. Last year. You brought a soul. No, no, be confident. Because your hand that you are lifting up, God is looking at you. Raise it well, though. If you are not sure, don't raise it. Let me see your hand. Last year, 2023, you were able to talk to someone and the Lord helped you to bring the person into the faith. Let me see your hand up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Are there some hands back there? Okay, I see one. The other one there, about 10. How many more? But I'm, I'm happy for your sincerity. Am I going to compel you to do it? No. I'm not saying what I'm saying to frighten you. I'm only bringing you to reality. What you are assigned to do that you are not doing and you did not end there. You went ahead to make people also leave by your attitude. I have been invited to speak somewhere. The issue they give to me is character. 
And the person that invited me, when I looked at him, I said, you say what character? And he laughed. I said, if I start, don't make me stop. Praise God. How many of you have seen blue before? Mm. They call it blue. I don't know the name. The one you use in washing. Is it possible to put blue into water and not see blue? It's not possible. When it gets into water, it takes over. That's the color. How many solutions did you get into and the solutions retain their color ever since you got born again? I'm asking for the help of the Holy Ghost. I think somewhere in Matthew chapter 9, Matthew chapter 9, we'll read that one and then I'll go ahead and, and, and. glory to God. 37, 38. Let's read that together. Now, please, please, just, 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 just go to 35. And let's read it down for better understanding. Shall we read it together? All right, go ahead. What was he doing? Uh-huh. And... Okay, go ahead. Move with what? What moved him? Okay, yes. They were weary and scattered like sheep, having no shepherd. Have you met a company of sheep without a shepherd before? They are helpless, wretched, confused, very vulnerable. If, if one of them enters the road, the others see that one as a leader. All of them will enter the road. So if whoever is driving feels like killing them, that's how it's going to kill all of them. Without a shepherd. But goats don't behave like that. That's why sometimes the people of the world appear to be a bit, um, I wouldn't call them wiser, but they are more cunning than we do. I've told this story several times over the years. Some years ago in Tema, Community 2, there was this um, road, that was a central road in, uh, in Community 2. Now, a dog was chasing a goat. They came from one side of the street. <laughs> from the Manguasi side into the street. And then the goat saw that a vehicle was coming at top speed. He applied the brakes 
all fours, both legs and hands. I don't know which one's the hand. Went down. Then the dog. The dog could not break. Entered and was knocked down and died instantly. This was when they told me I was there. When I became a believer and I was studying the Bible, I came to understand something. You can have all the beauty around you, all the flamboyance, you can have all the money, but if you don't have understanding of times, you are most vulnerable and may not live to enjoy the things that you have. That's what happened to that dog. Speed, chasing goat. You are afraid of goat. If you have lived in the village before, the, one of the reasons why they put trap doors at the entrance, main entrance to the house, is this goats, especially the children of goats. They call them what? Eh? Oh, say it well. They call them what? Eh? eh? Many of you have them in your homes. Because the children that God bless you with, you call them kids. I don't know. Is it because Americans say so that you have gone beyond wisdom to folly? Children blessed by God, God has given them to you to, in trust, and you call them kids. My kids are in the house. So when they begin to break your head, why must you talk? Those are children of goats. Stop calling your children kids. It's not civilization. It is folly. Hello? You can be angry. You are free. Your children are blessed of the Lord. Your children are God's own children. They are not kids. They are a blessing. Not calling them kids. And they look at you and say, you are a fool. You said the child insulted you. What will a kid do? That is good. You can't live a life of that sort if you are not cunning. If you are not using your brain. You are like sheep. God in his wisdom calls us sheep. But you, yours is not to be like one without a shepherd. Because he gave you a shepherd before you became a sheep. He gave you what? A shepherd before you became Finish it. What is the harvest? I'm doing a classroom teaching, so tell me, what is what is this harvest? The harvest of souls, those who belong to the bracket of vulnerability, there are people with great future, but there's no shepherd. They need to have a shepherd to guide them on the path to distinction so they can realize the fullness of their efforts. Now, Jesus said, the harvest truly is plentiful. I like that one. How many people on earth today? Approximately what? Over 7 billion. Your figure came what year? How many? 
towards the end of last year. Do you know how many children are born in a year? In a day. One day, how many have been, were born in this church last year? Just here. Now, assume we have about 100 congregations in Accra here, having about four or five children in a, in, a, in a year. What does it amount to? How many people? 500. But it's more than that because some are still, the pastors are also still giving birth. The harvest is plentiful. That means you cannot say that you couldn't get someone to minister to. Plenty of them. In everywhere you turn, every place, in the vehicles that you move about with, in the marketplaces, in the streets around your habitation, except if you are like me that won't go out, but I was not like that before. Praise God. Now, I'm bringing you home to something. The assignment is there. It's a pray to who? Pray, next verse. Okay, the same verse. Uh huh. Pray what? To do what? To send, send out laborers. Send out laborers. Who is the Lord of the harvest? The Holy Spirit. Pray to Him that He will send out. So these laborers are inside the house here but they refuse to go out. Pray that the, the owner of the harvest will send people out. That is if they have ears to hear. Send them out. So somebody here is one that the Holy Ghost wants to send out to go and do it. And that somebody is you. Now the greatest point that I want to establish this morning with this my little confusing talk is this. Why did the Holy Ghost come to this world? Why was he sent here? How was he? Why was he sent here? Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Can someone tell us what is there? Yes. Receive what? Who, to who? Witness of what? Christ. So when the Holy Ghost comes, you receive power to be witnesses to Christ. So we are destined to be witnesses to Christ Jesus what he came for but when the Holy Ghost comes then we will receive the empowerment to go and do it his assignment, primary assignment is to make us witnesses and I have always said this one, don't let the witnessing be like every time when you talk, but your attitude 
your compassion for those who are lost that you are interceding for their salvation and after you have interceded if indeed you interceded you cannot stay idle you can't stay unconcerned so everyone who is afraid to go out to win souls I can safely say is a person who does not care about people whether they are lost or they are found but when these people die this same person will start crying my sister died I wept profusely not because she was not saved but because I was going to miss her a doctor friend died some years ago and I wept we loved ourselves but because he missed salvation except if like there's that man on the cross who made his confession just before he died I talked to this man he was my friend before I got born again I preached and preached and preached to him he kept on postponing postponing he came to the college where I was lecturing and then he had a girlfriend there I taught his wife when his, his wife was at the College of Education and this man began to chase one girl in the college where I was even in that college he had a lecturer who was his girlfriend he was fine boy a young doctor he commanded wealth now he was my friend a very good man in terms of reaching out to people to bless them he was treating all the locals those from the in the indigents of that place free of charge that morning when he came and he told me that he was traveling to Kano when I saw him I was seen through him it was as if there was a hole he was no longer opaque but he was transparent I was seeing through him to see those who were behind him it was a, an experience I've had about two times I looked at him tears were dropping from my eyes and I was begging him let's finish our talk now before you travel he said when I come back I'm promising you when I come back I'll come to your house first thing the next morning I went for an early lecture my lectures were at 6 o'clock 6 to 9 if you're not ready for that one you can go to anywhere you want to go so I went there and I met one student and that student told me say one doctor died yesterday an accident the moment he said that one I am she any blow for anything. Adrenaline began to pump out. And I said, Dr. Inyan. He said, Yes, that is his name. I wept and wept and wept and wept because the man had the door opened but chose not to enter into it. 
You may talk to people who will not accept what you are saying, but you've done your part. Jesus said, when they reject you, shake off the sand, the sand even of that soil, from your sandals as a testimony against them. I don't know if my friend, maybe when he saw the vehicle coming, that girl had learned to drive not many months before that time. And the highway, that was where he gave guest hearing. His younger brother was at the back seat with his last son. That boy, Isaac, was the only one that survived it. Why am I talking like this? Somebody's destiny is tied to what you carry. The message that God gave to you. That you have the Holy Ghost with you to help the, him release it. We are failing the Holy Ghost. Why? Jesus says something in John chapter 14. Um, okay. I think I want this one. 16, John 16 and verse 14. 13, 14. How be it, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. 14. He shall do what? He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. So the Holy Ghost, one of his responsibilities is to glorify Jesus. And you are the instrument with which he will glorify Jesus. He is the owner of the harvest, but he needs laborers. And it's the laborers who are going to harvest so that he will not lose the produce. That which Jesus sold several years ago had been bearing fruits. But there must be people who go out and trust, trust in the sickle and make the harvest to preserve the fruits. And it is you. So you are a partner or you are expected to be a partner with the Holy Ghost in this responsibility. Doesn't matter where you come from. Doesn't matter your size. Whether you are from the high class or low class or no class. Did you hear? High class or low or no, no class. It's not important to God. Are you ready to surrender yourself to be a partner of the Holy Ghost? for the glorification of Jesus, for honoring Jesus. That's the whole thing about this soul winning that we are talking about. Harvesting. That's the whole exercise. That you have been invited, you have been called by God to be a partner with the owner of the harvest, the Holy Spirit, to do the harvest. So many years, you have refused to release yourself but I'm begging you today to release yourself to him. 
if you become conscious of the fact that you are a partner with the Holy Ghost, then you know that you cannot fail. Bring them, I will heal them. You don't have any power to heal anybody. You're only representing the source of healing. Don't call yourself healer. You are an instrument partnering with the Holy Ghost for the glorification of Jesus. In that case, if the Lord should save 1,000 people by your hand today, it will not enter your head. I was privileged to serve under Bishop Abuye. And I... God was doing something in my life. I'll make altar call and I will have tens of people coming out. I've told the story before. So one day, about 150 people came out to be saved. Then one fellow followed me. Pastor Fosu, I said, yes, sir. He said, there's something very important I want to tell you. I said, what is it? Follow me to the office. Do you know, do you know that if you should step out from here and start your own church? Because when you make altar call, they come more than the bishop. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I said, you want to kill me? You are not a friend. You want to kill me. You want to destroy me. Oh, that man never entered my office again. What I did to my office, and there are people, there are people. Who was the reason why they came? I know it was God, but a person's name could have been part of the motivation for them to come. It wasn't my name. It was what God was using that man for. The people came. I was only privileged to preach. When you know you are a partner with Jesus, you will not pride yourself in the things that you see. You will give glory to him. Hello? Pastors, are you here? You want to last long? Give the glory to the one that belongs to. That belongs to. Otherwise, that weight will break your neck. When they get healed, you are not the healer. In the same vein, if they don't get healed, you are not the healer. So stop crying. I went to raise somebody who was dead and then the person died about five times more. And for two weeks, I couldn't pray. Do I ask God why? He said, did I send you? Did I send you? I was eating, no. And they said, one girl died. I carried my oil. I said, let's go. The healer is in town. I told the lady, she was cold. I said, hey! I did all the things I have been taught before. No work. Colder and colder. Now the challenge was how to come out from that room. Because as Jesus sent them out, so I had sent them out. So one brother came and he said, uh, brother, don't worry yourself. The girl is dead. Let's go out. So we step out. When I entered one corner, I gathered speed. Going to my house, went there. I couldn't continue the food. I was weeping. I wept and wept and wept and wept. I didn't have understanding. 
my desire was to see that lady. Now you see, after one month, they came to tell me that she committed abortion. That's why he died. You know what the devil wanted to do to me? I should get that news and they say, okay, that was why the girl didn't wake up. The girl didn't wake up because I did not go on commission. On what? Commission. From that time, I began to ask the Holy Ghost to help me. When I'm praying for people, I don't just rush into prayer. I always want to hear him tell me what to say. Because your work was soon soon. Once, once then, beaten, twice shy. In fact, my own cry is not twice, it's hundred times shy. Praise God. Are you here? How many of you are partners of the Holy Ghost? In the harvest, this end time harvest, how many of you are partners? You are partners of the Holy Ghost? Good. Then you only receive what you must say. You only say what you have received. And when you say what you have received, the one whose assignment is to save the person will be the one who will do the conviction. He will do what? Conviction. Don't try to convince people. Let them get to a point of conviction. And the conviction is done by the Holy Ghost. And anyone that got saved by conviction does not walk out of salvation anyhow. No matter what happens to them, they will come back. What I've seen the teaching ministry is that when you put people on the platform of the world and you teach them, and they get to know when they go astray, give thanks to God that the seed is still in them. And very soon, they will come back. I came to challenge you. This month, February, and the month of um, March, we are setting them aside for us to respond to the call of partnership with the Holy Ghost. To glorify Jesus. You will not fail. I said you will not fail. In the name of Jesus Christ. You will not fail. You will speak mysteries. Your heart will be released with love. To all those who are lost. If you want to see success in the healing ministry. You should have compassion for those who you are going to attend to. You should feel their pain. You should do what? Feel their pain. One of the reasons why evangelists, a lot of people who are hidden evangelists, they weep a lot. When they see the state of the people, they begin to cry. And they want to trust God to tell them out of that situation. You can't do this one when God step, steps in and you begin to brag. But you don't do it. Don't do it. Bishop Oedipo one time, you know, confronted me. The confrontation was because uh, we met and were giving testimonies and I didn't talk. So my associate pastor went to give testimony about the things that were happening at our station. And at the end of the meeting, he called me for to come here. You mean all this is happening? You won't say it for anybody to be blessed? I said, no, sir. It's not because I didn't want to say it. I didn't feel like I didn't have the permission to talk. That's why I didn't talk. And he advised me. 
if only to glorify him. Don't shy away from saying it. But let the glory be his and not yours. So stop adding things to your testimonies. And I came out. And I looked at the face. And I said, the Lord is here. You are going to be healed now. That is great confession. Okay, turn your head to the left. Turn to the right. He didn't tell you that one. You want to add activity so that your name will be connected to the results. Your mother's sister in the village is the one who is doing this. Why? If God revealed that one to you, you don't have to say it. No. It's not everything that God tells you that he wants you to tell people. Not everything. But these days, some of the prophets, don't, don't fight me. Oh. <laughs> I'm not a prophet too. I'm a messenger. Praise God. Your mother's sister. It will never be the mother. The sister. Your uncle, your aunt. And then fire now visits the home. People are dying. So what, what have you gained? As an instrument of peace. You have brought about confusion into the family. Remove yourself from it. And let the glory be unto God. As long as you give him the glory, he will always be there to help you. You will return with your sheep, singing and giving thanks to God and be telling him how great are thou, O Lord. This is going to be your year of extreme, extreme, what did I say? extreme show of productivity in your spiritual assignments in the name of Jesus Christ. You have results to show. When you are bringing your harvest, heaven will rejoice with you in the name of Jesus Christ. It is going to happen. And don't look down on yourself. I didn't go to school. When I hear that kind of thing, I get offended. The, what language did you use? To say you didn't go to school. You spoke English now. If you didn't speak that one, you spoke your, your mother tongue. Is it that one God won't understand? And the young man said, if you don't repent, you will likewise perish. A new convert. The first day in the church, they were sent out to go and preach. Win souls. He met a man. I think a crutching power, crutching No, He looked at the man. He said, unless you repent, you will likewise perish. In fact, in English, he was wrong. Likewise, like who? <laughs> you understand? But that's what he said. So one such send your move here. And the man looked at him and went away. But as he was going, the voice of that young man was following him. Because when the man left, the boy said, Holy Ghost, I have finished my own home. It's yours. The guy couldn't sleep the first night. He couldn't sleep the second night. He couldn't eat. He lost appetite. And then he went to an assembly of God church near his place, to the pastor. 
and said, this thing that I heard, where is that scripture? And the man told him the context. And he said, somebody told me that one. He said, so why are you worried? If the person said, if you don't repent, you will likewise perish. Why are you worried? Why are you troubled? He said, but I may be destroyed. I said, then listen to what he said. So the assemblies of God, pastor, led him to Christ. But I know God has his ways of doing things. Later, he got to know the young man who spoke to him. The honor must be unto him. And he will honor you in a way you never expected. This is a kind of access to honor that you don't use money to buy. It is your decision to be with the Holy Ghost to perform his responsibility of testifying about Jesus. May the Lord grant unto you utterance to be able to speak and speak right in the name of Jesus Christ. May he strengthen you in your inner man to be able to stand and speak when you are supposed to speak. And when you shall speak, no one will be able to stand against you in the name of Jesus. Enjoy the services of the Holy Spirit and those of the angels of God who will go and bring in the harvest and just stamp your name on them because you were diligent enough to step out. May the Lord order your steps in the whole of this month and the month ahead and the years ahead of you. Every step you take should bring testimony and glory to the name of the Lord in the name of Jesus. You have the Holy Ghost inside you and he is outside you helping you. You will not fail in Jesus' mighty name. I speak therefore to your life today. You will not just exist, but you will live and you will make mark. People will see you and give glory to your God in the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. You can also enjoy our messages on Anchor, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and all other podcast platforms. Visit us at Dominion Chapel International, the special place near the XGI building, Shashi Accra. Do remember to subscribe to this podcast to receive more life-impacting teachings by our seasoned ministers of the gospel every single week. You can also follow DCI, the special place, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Always remember that God loves you.